Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss here in studio. Bobby Abair is at the Silver Slipper in Hancock County, Mississippi. And on the line with us is Saints victorious head coach, Dennis Allen. Coach, congratulations. Welcome to the show, as always. Yeah, hey, listen, appreciate you guys having me on. Certainly no place we, to, to better begin and the, than the defense and a game with five takeaways. Uh, the last time that a single player had three, and Paulson Adebo had three, two picks and a fumble recovery, was back in 2002. Jay Bellamy had three, so it's been some 21 years. That was, I mean, you can win and you can pick apart victories just as easily as losses, and that'll happen. It is what it is, but a victory is a victory, and that was an impressive five-turnover performance. Yeah, look, I mean, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, that we didn't do as well as we would have liked to in, in, in the game, and, and, uh, uh, but we, we took the ball away. We took the ball away five times, and we protected the ball on offense, and I think that's generally going to be a key to – winning a lot of games. And so um, games are hard to win in this league. You see it every week. You see teams that, you know, everybody on the outside thinks, oh, man, they're going to get killed. And they, you know, end up, you know, beating a team that's got a better record. So um, you got you to gotta cherish these wins and, and correct the mistakes that you made and then get ready to go on to the next one. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, I know you and Coach Carmichael, uh, y'all familiar with this. Uh, when Taysom Hill has seven-plus carries, the Saints are uh, now 18-1. and one. So you would say, I don't know, we're playing the Vikings, give them seven-plus carries. Now I know the ebb and flow of the game is going to dictate uh, what's going to occur. But the one thing I know about Taysom Hill, everyone's talking about him and Frank Gifford. You know, these young, uh, you know, when you make that, that I mean, that was before I was even born. It just shows you uh, old school, and I think, you know, you look at, um, you know, civil rights and segregation, who's playing in the game, I think it's even more impressive. Nothing against Frank Gifford, and he played in New York in the market, but to me it's more impressive what Taysom Hill has done. And I'm just going to keep it real. Look, this season alone, look, he's lined up at quarterback, tight end, receiver, running back. He needed 30 more, 39 more yards rushing. And six more yards receiving to become the fourth player in NFL history to top 2,000 yards passing, 2,000 yards rushing, 600 yards receiving. Well, he had uh, 52 yards of rushing. I want to say he had, uh, what, what, uh, I'm looking at 13 yards uh, receiving. So you break it all down. 
And the question I have for you, so the, the, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, he's part of NFL history. They're the fourth player in NFL history to truly be the jack of all trades, Swiss Army knife, whatever you, uh, you want to, how you acknowledge it. I mean, even as a starting quarterback, he was 7-2. and two. Now, I don't think he could play quarterback every down and truly be successful. But when you look at, like, a, a third or fourth down, Taysom Hill has converted 47 of his 69 career runs when needing one yard on third or fourth down, including a perfect three for three this season. 77.5%, so basically 78% career success rate on third or fourth down uh, and, and, and one is more than seven percentage points higher than the league average at the start of his career at basically 70%. So fans have asked me, Coach Allen, why on fourth down, if we're going to go for it, why Taysom Hill's not in there? I don't know if we have the version of the Eagles tush-push or whatever, but why do you have Derek Carr in that situation instead of maybe Taysom Hill? Yeah, look, I think that's a good question. Um, You know, um, obviously at that point in the game – you know, we didn't make any substitution. We went right back on the ball with, with the players that we had. Um, statistically, the quarterback sneak is the most successful short yardage play in our game. It converts more first downs than anything else. Um, and, you know, we were trying to get on the ball quickly, get a line, run the sneak before they can get lined up, unfortunately. Um you know, the officials kind of held the ball there for a little bit. and uh, <clears throat> Look, I still think we got it. But um, I, I understand when things don't uh, when things don't work out, you know, certainly you're always going to get second-guessed. Um, and I can appreciate that. But, <clears throat> you know, we felt like we had a play that um, was going to work and it didn't work out for us. Coach, you talked about this uh, a while back as a stat that stuck out to you, and I, I got to believe that it's even bigger and that was kind of the average drive, where average field position. So your average field position for the Saints was the New Orleans 46, so four yards from midfield. Chicago's was the 21. I mean, that's a difference of 25 yards. That, that I mean, obviously a lot of that is turnovers, but irrespective, that's that, that's huge. Yeah, look, it, it was a huge part, uh, you know, of the game. I feel like a majority of the game was played on their end of the field, particularly uh, in the second half of that game. Um, and so, you know, that, that was, uh, you know, it was a product of, uh, you know, us being able to take the ball away on defense. It was a product of special teams, you know, and our punt team being able to, you know, execute, you know, inside the 10, inside the 20 kicks. Uh, the play that Ike Yedem made uh, was, was, a, was a huge play in the game. Um, and so I think just, you know, when you're playing the game on their end of the field, you know, mistakes can become magnified in that in those situations. And so, uh, look, we certainly wish we would have been able to take advantage of a little, a little bit more of the good field position, but um, <clears throat> but we weren't able to do that. And yet, um, you know, we still made enough plays to go out and win the game. You did, uh, tw- you know, and get to five and four. Go to Minnesota next. We're talking with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Need to take a quick break. This is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear, along with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And coach, when you just kind of look at some of the issues that we have talked about in earlier weeks and then look at yesterday. So one penalty, five yards, Derek Carr for the first time. Did not get sacked, and that had been progressing really in the right direction. Second week in a row, 50% on third down, 7 of 14 yesterday. Red zone 3 of 5, though it's a little misleading, kind of like the indie game. You ended the game you know, in the red zone, but you were taking a knee. So in those areas that have been uh, troublesome, man, just, just so strong yesterday. Yeah, and look, I, I just think that's part of the process of going – through a season, you know, um, you know, throughout the season, you're going to have ups and downs in different areas and, and things that you have to focus on and try to improve, uh, you know, to hopefully get better results, you know, in the win-loss column. I think offensively, we've, we've done a much better job in situational football, you know, third down and red zone. Um, and that's, that's led to, you know, some increased scoring over the last few weeks. Um, and so, uh, look, those are all good things. I think we've been doing a, a good job, uh, really all season, of doing a, a good job of uh, protecting the football. So I think the number one stat for us right now is that uh, I think we're plus eight in the turnover-takeaway ratio, which is, which is outstanding. So we've got to continue to do those things. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, now it took us a while. Uh, it wasn't necessarily the second half of the fourth quarter. Uh, we forced two punts, three turnovers in the fourth quarter alone. And uh, I think that is significant uh, when you consider what we did defensively. I don't know. I, I want the fans to cheer. And then all of a sudden, uh, when they started the game, I know you probably were like scratching your head. Man, they go nine plays, 75 yards. Uh, three minutes, 39 seconds, and, uh, man, we lose it 7-0. I'm looking at the last four games. We've given up 122 points and 927 yards in the first half. I know that's unacceptable, but you can't say it's just a flash in the pan. That's kind of been a trend. Uh, I know you could be burning that midnight oil to be able to turn that around, uh, going in a hostile environment against Minnesota on the road, for us to get off to a fast start in the first half. Yeah, look, I mean, that's certainly um, what our plan is every week. We haven't done that 
as well as we need to uh, defensively. I thought the good thing that happened in that game is, you know, we kind of struggled a little bit early defensively, uh, and they went down and scored. Our offense came right back and responded. Uh, they go down and score again. Our offense comes right back again and responds again. Uh, and then in the second half, you know, we, we, we kind of struggled a little bit offensively to, to continue with the consistency. Uh, and yet our defense stepped up and, and uh, created the takeaways and made the stops that we, need to, that we needed to make. And so, um, look, we're never going to apologize for winning. Uh, it wasn't uh, our best performance overall. Uh, but yet it was enough to get the win. Well, uh, you know, Coach Allen, what I'm impressed with, because uh, that was not the case last uh, year, and you talk about that turnover margin, but right now we're leading the NFL with uh, 12 interceptions. Uh, that does not having, uh, happen f- uh, by accident. And then I look at this, how you affect the opposing quarterback. Now, the Baltimore Ravens have been playing at a high level. We were right behind them, number two in the National Football League, only giving up a QB rating of 73.2. Well, the Bears overall only had a 65.3. So I think that's imperative that that continues. The opponent uh, passer rating, because that means the quarterback is not comfortable. But the one area we were outstanding, and I know that this probably got to you, uh, the Cleveland Browns, I think, are outstanding defensively. We were number two in the NFL on third down defense at 32 and a half, but they were able to get a 50% conversion. And a lot of times to me, it would be like, who in the hell is covering the flat? I mean, I'm an old man. I could throw that pass. Come on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Coach Allen, that, that to me had to be frustrating to you when you see like uh, that we contain, like, I know we got to stop the run. They're doing a bootleg. And all of a sudden, uh, the, the flat's wide open. Yeah, look, there's no question. There, there were some, some plays there that uh, we didn't execute as well as we needed to. Um, and those things get, got addressed today, and we made the corrections that we needed to make. Third down's been, a, been an area that we've been, you know, pretty good defensively. Uh, we weren't as good as we needed to be yesterday. Uh, obviously, we, we needed to force a few more third and longs. I think we were able to do that a little bit later in the game and, and were able to get off the field a few more times uh, later in the game. So, <clears throat> look, again, just like every game, you know, you're going to go in, you're going to say there's some things we did well, there's some things that we didn't do well, you're going to make corrections that you need to make. Hopefully you learn from those things and you get better at it. Coach, special teams-wise, uh, Lou Headley's had nine of his, in the last three games, inside the 20. Groupie started out, you know, 11 of 12, missed four field goals in his last four games. I, I well remember... 2021 when you you know you go down that path with a kicker and make changes and you ended up with four right the team did I mean I guess just give us your assessment of of Blake and you know kind of where he is from a confidence standpoint where you are from a confidence standpoint yeah look I think uh, all of us are still confident in in Blake Groupie I mean you know uh, he was outstanding you know throughout training camp he was he was good really to start the season um, you know, he's been a little bit inconsistent as of late. Uh, and yet, you know, I, I can go through countless examples of, of uh, young rookie kickers that have had some struggles early. Some teams gave up on them, moved on, and, and they go on to have outstanding careers in, in, in other places. And so, 
Uh, I don't think we're at that point. Uh, it, 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 but, you know, look, uh, Blake's a, you know, he, he, he's, a, he's a grown man. He knows he's got to kick the ball through the uprights, and uh, we have the confidence that he'll be able to do that. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, I think uh, Hoss had brought this up, but uh, when you look at it, what's the rhyme or reason protecting the quarterback? I know it's all about the quarterback uh, being on time and protecting and the routes and the, how they develop. But we were sacked 17 times the first six games and only two times the last three games. And you know what? Uh, I think Andrew Speed has been outstanding at left tackle. You know, whenever you don't talk about alignment, that means they're doing their job. I mean, I'm kind of very, encu- very encouraged where we had right now going forward our O-line, considering how we've been able to protect Carr. Yeah, there's no question. Look, I think, uh, you know, obviously, you know, <clears throat> pass protection is, is there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, there's obviously the offensive line. Uh, there's backs and tight ends that are involved in protection. Uh, there's, you know, receivers running routes, getting open. There's quarterback throwing the ball with, with rhythm and timing. Uh, I think all of those things have improved over the last few weeks, and I think that's, uh, you know, it's kind of like which, which came first, the, the, the chicken or the egg, you know. Was it the pass protection that allowed us uh, to be a little bit more effective in the passing game? You know, was it, you know, our effectiveness of, uh, of being able to, to – uh, to get open and get the balls ball out of our hands. Does that help the protection? I think both of those things have occurred. The Saints in Minnesota next week before having an open week and then at Atlanta for Week 12. Mike Hoss along with Bobby Bear and head coach Dennis Allen. Got to take a quick break. This is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Mike Hoss and Bobby Bear. And our final segment here with Saints head coach Dennis Allen and when Paulson Adebo has a day like that, it's hard to look at other guys defensively and think of the, the quiet day they had. But, wow, I, I do do that with Demario Davis, who led your team in tackles with 10, had a sack, had a tackle for a loss, had a quarterback hit, and he's the one that forced that fumble with that chop uh, on on Tyson uh, Brazen's, you know arm late in the game. He, he's just been an amazing you know specimen week after week, year after year. Yeah, look, uh, Demario's been outstanding for our defense. Uh, you know, both in terms of his play, uh, in terms of his leadership, uh, he's just been a big part of what we've been able to do around here defensively. Um, you know, we talked a lot about takeaways this week. We made a huge emphasis on it. I think our players all responded. There's a lot of guys attacking the ball, and uh, I thought the 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 sack fumble at the end of the game was just a. Um, you know, a, a, a good key in terms of like exactly how we're trying to attack the quarterback in the pocket. It was a great play, and and it was, you know, our our guys going out and finishing the game. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, we've talked about this before, um, and you know, you can break it down. Say, uh, well, what do we do against the running backs and not necessarily uh, QB runs? But now uh, I think you would say as a, you know, a head coach and defensive coordinator that enough's enough that uh, we have not been able to stop the run like we did and uh, we have accomplished in previous seasons. I know I just look back in 19, 20, and 21, not so much last year, but that has not been the case. That's not been the case. Uh, I'm looking at it. I was disappointed in our run defense. We gave up 156 yards, basically a five-yard average. 
Now, I know the quarterback average, uh, average basically 8.8 or 9 yards a carry. But uh, we might play a running quarterback. So you have to take that in consideration. You might say, well, what did the running back do? I don't know. Foreman, he had 20 carries. He averaged 4.2. And then I look on the flip side, we only averaged 3.2. That, to me, I want to flip that script. I know you want to do that. I mean, can we average 4.5 to 5 yards a carry and hold our opponent maybe to 3.2 yards uh, per attempt? Yeah, look, Bobby, you're exactly right. I mean, we got to do a better job, you know, in the run game on both sides of the ball. We have to be more effective uh, running the football offensively, running the football with the running backs offensively. Uh, I, I think we that's an area that we've got to we've got to improve uh, in terms of what we're doing schematically, in terms of you know <clears throat> how we're operating in the run game offensively, and and the same thing defensively. I think we got to do a better job you know, stopping the run. And in particular, we got to do a better job uh, of not allowing these quarterback scrambles, which have been, you know, probably our Achilles heel, you know, in terms of our run defense. The biggest factor has been we've allowed the quarterbacks to, to run for way too many yards on quarterback scrambles. So that's something that we've got to work on. That's something that we got to get cleaned up. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a frustrating deal, and, and, and we've got to get it corrected. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, when I look at um, uh, what was your take on watching the uh, film? Uh, you know, Carl Granison, to me, has been outstanding throughout the season. Uh, but, but I thought Cam Jordan, you know, kind of old school Cam Jordan. Here he is. He has seven tackles total, a sack, a couple of quarterback hurries, the tackle fall loss. Uh, I think that's what we need from Cam Jordan going forward. Because I always say this, you know, a lot of times the fans don't realize that you don't compensate a player for what they accomplish. You're compensating them then what they're going to do forward. It's not like, oh, well, they, they did really good with our organization, so we're going to pay them a lot of money. No. We pay a player a lot of money because what they can do in the future. And, and I thought Cam Jordan, it might have been one of Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. But I thought this is, as far as productivity, one of his best games this season. Yeah, look, I think this was one of uh, Cam's better games. Um, you know, he's he's had, you know, a lot of games where he's had some effect, but maybe it had, all hadn't showed up on the stat sheet. But I thought he affected the game, um, you know, both in terms of just disruption and the production on the stat sheet. So uh, that was good to see. And, look, Cam's, Cam's been a great player for us, and, and you're exactly right. We, we, we don't pay guys for what they've done in the past. We get – pay guys for what we think they can do for us going forward and we feel like Cam's still got a lot of good football left in him. Coach, have you had a chance to look at the Minnesota team? Certainly different without Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson with the win yesterday in Atlanta with Josh Dobbs and I mean he's he could run for mayor at Minneapolis pretty quickly but what what you've seen from 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 that short amount of time? Yeah, look, I thought I thought you know under the circumstances, I thought he came in and played exceptionally well. Um, you know, he's another guy that that um, you know he can throw the ball from the pocket. Uh, he can get on the move and throw the ball, and he also can uh, run and convert. You know, first downs and touchdowns, and and that's what he was able to do in the in the game uh, yesterday against uh, against Atlanta. And so uh, we respect all the things that he can do, and understand that he's going to be a difficult opponent to face. 
Well, Coach, that's good luck in Sunday uh, in Minneapolis against the Vikings. Then it'll be a much des- well-deserved uh, bye week, uh, week 11. So, as always, congrats. Heck of a win. Appreciate your time. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Let's do this. Let's, uh, let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back on the Saints Coaches Show, we will continue to talk about defense, and we'll do so with the defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, in his first year as the D.C. and has a team right now leading the NFC South as well as the turnover margin battle. Pretty cool. We'll talk with Joe Woods after the break here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. And joining us now, Saints defensive coordinator Joe Woods. Coach, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Got to ask you, certainly, Paulson Adebo. I mean, seven tackles, two interceptions, three PDs, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, but didn't come out of nowhere. Last week, he had an interception and three passes defense. So that's six mm-hmm. PDs in the last two weeks. But he also, prior to that, had led the team with penalties, six penalties. Somewhere along the way, have you guys been working with him about being the kind of impact player that he's been without the penalties? Absolutely. Um, you know, something that we addressed, uh, we're aggressive in coverage. You know, we're going to play a lot of man, and uh, penalties will come with that. But uh, some of the things that he were that he was doing, you know, we had to sit down, watch, and talk about, uh, made a cut-up tape for him. So he's addressing those issues, and uh, I feel like the last, you know, two weeks, you know, he's really played well. Um, this last game was outstanding. I don't know if I ever had a DB with that type of production in the game, um, but he's doing a good job. So, uh, Coach Woods, uh, talk about that production. Have you ever, all your NFL experience, all the games that you've coached, 
Now, this is where we're at right now. Have you ever yeah. coached a team that is leading the league in interceptions and also passes defending? Because I'm telling you, a pass-happy league like we uh, this day and age, uh, that that's a big feather in your cap. When you look at passes defending, obviously you want to get those interceptions. But I, but I, but I saw that. Okay, number one in passes defending, but also number one in interceptions. This day and age, uh, that's impressive in the NFL. Yeah, no, that is impressive, and all the all the credit goes to the guys. Um, I really was unaware of that. I knew we were up there just in terms of um, the P, the PBUs and interceptions. But again, it's a credit to the guy. Um, our system is aggressive. Um, I'm about challenging guys, staying on the body and coverage. Um, that's what the guys do. We have the talent in the back end. Uh, they know it. They know I want to be aggressive. Coach Allen wants to be aggressive. And I feel like those guys have stepped up to the challenge against some really good receivers and played well. Now, uh, Coach Rich, what can you say? Because it seems like we've talked about this uh, before, uh, maybe with Coach Allen, not necessarily yourself, but delaying integrity. Everybody wants a sack, and they want to uh, maybe get the stat with a sack or quarterback hurry, whatever. But as far as uh, we have not had success, uh, this is even before when you got here. When we rush in the quarterback, stopping the damn quarterback, even though you might say, well, they're a prolific runner. We weren't playing Justin Fields. And then all of a sudden, uh, he still has success. It's not Justin Fields, but you look at uh, Badgett. He's averaging nine yards a carry, 70 yards. How, is it truly that you just got to beat in the, uh, their heads? That when they rush in the, uh, the passer, you got to be disciplined, whether you got containment or whether he wants to step up in the pocket, that we got to be aware that, uh, that look, so you want to get a sack, but we cannot give up these, like, 15-yard runs, especially whether it's Baker, Mayfield, whoever it might be, uh, Dobbs, or whatever we play in the Vikings going forward, uh, whoever you're playing, that that's one area I think has hindered us as far as our run defense, where we're giving up per run, because the damn uh, quarterback scrambles and the yards they're getting. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And uh, it's an area that, that we have addressed, and that's an area that we have to continue addre to address. And it's not all on the D-line. Um, you know, there's things we can do defensively in terms of our packages, whether it's, you know, four-man rush, five-man rush, bringing pressure, you know, six-man uh, we can spy on the quarterback. So there's a multitude of things that we can do, um, but it's really everybody's involved, front seven, the back end, just in terms of getting them down. Um, you know, they shouldn't be able to break runs, get 15, 20, 30 yards down the field before we get them down. So it's an area we have to address. The pass rush lanes are critical, um, and I feel like the guys are working hard at it. Uh, we just have to do a better job. Coach, the rookie, Brian Brzee, uh, when we talk about kind of lane integrity and if you can get to the quarterback, great. But if you can't, uh, he seems to have a unique instinct. He had two PDs last mm -hmm. week in Indy, had uh, one more yesterday. So he's got five now. That's the most among non-defensive backs, five passes defense. And so that just feels like instinctual to me for a rookie to kind of have that you know knowledge of when and where and, and to shut down that passing lane. Yeah, we talk about that. Um, you know, we always want to execute our pass rush moves, you know, be in our correct lanes. Uh, but once you get engaged, you know, by a blocker, sometimes you become a pass defender. And he does a good job of that. And, you know, he's a big guy. I mean, he's 6'5". He has great length, and he does a nice job mirroring the hand of the quarterback. 
and th- those definitely help. That's where you get some some takeaways at times. Now, uh, Coach Woods, you know it's a copycat league, and, and I'm looking at, um, you know, commit, uh, especially at the beginning of the game, you know, whether it's the tight end versus, uh, you know, Tyron Matthew or, or different mm-hmm. players. And I'm looking at uh, T.J. Hawkinson with the Vikings, and like I said, a copycat lead. I can tell mm-hmm. you right now, if it's one-on-one matchups, uh, they're trying to utilize uh, that matchup with the tight end versus a safety or maybe even a linebacker depending on the coverage of considering they think they might have success. Uh, I think you're aware of that. You know how teams will look at film, they go, why don't we try that, Uh, considering Mm -hmm. the Bears had success with, uh, you know, when you look at uh, Komet on a couple of touchdowns that he had. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. It's definitely a copycat league. Uh, But as we were talking about earlier, you know, there's different things you have to do to affect the quarterback. And at times you have to put guys in one-on-one coverage. Um, so when it comes to, you know, defending some of these players, it has to be a mix of coverage, a mix of guys that you're putting on them. Sometimes a double team, whether it's an inside-out bracket or help over the top. Um, you, you're not going to be right all the time, and you have to rely on the player's ability uh, to make plays. But you definitely have to have a plan, especially with the guy that we're going to play, uh, Hawkinson. He's very, very good tight end. So, Coach, I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things that you utilized at, at training camp. One was the goggles, mm-hmm. right? You know, about just keeping <laughs> keeping the world yeah. focused in front of you. And then yeah. you also, you know, did a cut-up tape. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that was, hey, man, just – if you just – these are the interceptions that you missed in 2022 that it's mm-hmm. just catch the ease. Just catch the ones you get your hands on, right? Yeah. The ones you should catch. And you look at where this team is now at plus eight to where I think at this point last year through nine, they were like minus nine or ten. I mean, that's that's 17 turnovers. That's a that's a that's a big difference. Talk about those two things, the goggles and, and the cut up tape and, and what you what you wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Well, quick story. I know I have a lot of time, but um, the whole goggles thing started with Manila folders back when I was in Hofstra in 1998. Because I had a bunch of guys that were option quarterbacks, things of that nature, and I just wanted to find a way for them to focus on their keys. So it started with that. Then it went to the little uh, glasses with the little blinders that you use at the shooting range. And uh, this company, Swivel Vision, saw the – it was on NFL Network, so they saw it. And they said, hey, we got goggles designed for that, and they sent them to me. So I get them sent to me every year. Uh, I like to use them in the off season. Just a way of just focusing their eyes on their responsibilities, whether it's technique or whether it's catching a football. So it's really something I like to use in the off season. And um, in terms of the takeaways, you know, I just look at the empirical evidence. And when I looked at tape last year, we had plenty of opportunities uh, to catch the ball, but I felt like we struggled a little bit in traffic to make plays when there was contact. So I really try to incorporate um, ball drills um, in practice every day. Try to use shields and bags to create some contact just so they're more focused on attacking the football. And um, as you said earlier, you know, the takeaway margin is really the most critical stat that they keep in terms of winning. So um, I feel like we're doing a good job. We have to continue it, uh, continue to do what we're doing. Now, uh, you know, Coach Woods, the last thing before we let you run, um, you know, fans have asked me, Look, Demario Davis, he's been an unbelievable warrior. He has uh, 10 total tackles, a sack, quarterback hurry, tackle for loss. And we need Pete Werner to succeed. 
you very seldom, uh, you can see because of the nickel packages, uh, to do, utilize, depending on your opponent, to utilize the 4-3 uh, three linebackers. Well, right now the fans have told me, why in the hell is Zach Bonds in the game on defense? We need him on special teams that it seems like they're attacking him. Uh, no, no, I'm not hating. I'm just telling you, it seems like when Zach Bond was out there uh, that they were going after him and he was getting exploited. Yeah, you know, everybody, uh, you know, has good games, bad games. Um, you know, there was a, a few plays he was involved on. I don't feel like they were going after him, anything of that nature. Um, I feel like he's a really good player. Um, he really helps us in terms of we're, we're in our 4-3 with what we're able to do from a coverage standpoint and pressure standpoint. Um, we all got to work, you know, just in, in terms of coaches, you know, coaching the guys, getting them better, and having those guys execute on game day. Um, you know, he was a little bit off this last game, but, you know, I believe in him as a player, and I feel like, you know, he's going to make plays for us and help us win. So, Coach, my final question. Uh, first off, I was wrong. Through week nine, going into week 10, last year you were minus 10. Now you're plus eight. So, I was, I was off one. You're, it's an 18 different, not, not 17 right. different. But quickly, right. I got it. You said Manila folders? I don't understand that. How did you, what does well, that mean? <laughs> well, I need, I, I wanted to find something where I could shield their vision from the side of their eyes. So, I took a Manila folder and cut the middle out. And I just kept working on it until I got it to fit inside their helmet, you know, underneath their face mask and slide it down to where it restricts some of their vision, you know, peripheral vision. So wow. Technology's come a long way, a baby. Yeah, hey, I did find hey, I did do what I could do when I was there. Um, but it, it, it started there back in, you know, 1998, 99. And, uh, again, it's just something I like to use in, in the off season just to help those guys focus on their, their keys. Well, we appreciate your time. Keep it up, you know, at this rate. Just just keep getting those plus fives, and, and th the rest of it will take care of themselves, and we do appreciate your time. Oh, yeah, thank so you. Make it sound easy. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Coach Woods, if we plus yeah. five every game, we'll never lose. Come on, you know that. Come on, hey, right? That's the, that's the goal. Let's do it. Thank you, Coach. And thank you, Bobby, as well. Appreciate your right. time. We'll step aside, take a break, come back with Mike Dettelier, talking about the NFC South what happened yesterday in the NFC South, as well as Monday Night Football, back after this on the Saints Coaches Show here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Haas, and now we go back out to the Silver Slipper in Hancock County, Mississippi, where Mike Dettelier joins us. And Mike, I've been staring at this stat because I, in my computer I'm able to go back and look at where things were in Week 10. So, you know, through, through nine games last year, Week 10 was the Pittsburgh game, and the Saints were minus 10 in the turnover battle, 32nd, dead last in the NFL, to plus 8, and when you know Tuesday comes, the Monday night game's over. They'll be first in the NFL. Man, that's that's plus that's eighteen a difference of eighteen turnovers. That's that's a season's worth in in nine games. And a big part of it, too, Mike has to do with last year. They only got seven interceptions. Right. Right now they got twelve. Okay. 
Uh, the turnover ratio is such a big part of football today. To have a shortened field, to have more possessions, the ability to, to score because of the fact you do have more possessions. And it's funny that the team's tied for second. 49ers, Bengals, Jaguars. Look at their record. Right. It, it, it basically shows you that you're a winning team when you're getting the ball more and, and creating those turnovers. And the fact that last year you only had 14 takeaways, this year 18. The Jaguars got 18 too. I mean, that, that's a big part of this game that people overlook, and it gives your team an opportunity with more opportunities, I guess the best way to put it, with those turnovers. And it can be on a shortened field. Now you've got to take advantage of that. Right. You've got to score in those opportunities. And I think that's the other part of the puzzle. No, I agree. And I, but I was, uh, if, if we'd have talked about what I'm getting ready to talk about five weeks ago, we would have said this was the Saints. Because yesterday in the second quarter, there was a 13-play drive, 53 yards, 537 on the clock. Cairo Santos misses the field goal, hits the, hits the upright. And then in the third quarter, 13-play drive, 62 yards, 8.16 on the clock, and the Bears get a field goal, 31 yards. So that's two drives, basically a quarter, of a quarter of the game, 15 minutes, three points. And that's what the Saints were doing earlier this year. But when you don't, when you don't do that to yourself, and that's the Bears taking a one whole quarter, got three points, and that's, that was killing the Saints earlier this year, but now they've been able to, you know, it, again, you want to be better. You want to, you know, better when you have that many opportunities. But, you know, that that to, the Bears me, yesterday were the Saints earlier this year. Yeah, very much so. And they were playing sort of with house money yesterday. I think they came in and they had sort of a riverboat gambler type personality. Because if you'd have told me Tyson Bajant is going to be rushing for that much yards, I was like, no way. Because he hadn't showed that in the earlier games. They went back and sort of said, okay, the Saints have given that up to other quarterbacks. If you have an opportunity, take off running with it. And so now that has opened the door. And even Coach Allen mentioned during the week, we got to do better. Lane integrity, leverage part of not giving up those lanes to the quarterbacks. Well, Bajan, I think he was told by his coaches, hey, listen, if they give you that, just sort of move the chains. Here's the worst part. Once they get down there, getting a score, yeah. getting a touchdown for them. They, they, they could not convert on all that time on the field. You sort of punching and punching and punching, and you're not getting squat out of it. And that was the Saints earlier in the year. I agree with you. And totally. Then, and, now, but I, and I think just like you, I agree with you that, that the Bears felt like they were playing with house money, and they showed you that when they won the opening toss and said, yeah, give it, we want our rookie with the football. And I kind of feel like Minnesota's in that same boat. No Justin Jefferson. Josh Dobbs doesn't know the people he's throwing to. I mean, I, they're going to come in next week like playing with house money. Nobody expects them to do a lot. That's a scary team to play with, 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 <laughs> play with house money. All I know is those two tackles the Vikings have, if they're healthy, they may be the best two offensive tackles in the game as a tandem. Man, they do a great job of protecting the quarterback. And one of the things you saw Josh do yesterday, and only because he had only been there a couple days, was, man, he bailed out of there and he found that rushing lane. 
that he was able to get up the field, and he was the leading rusher for the Vikings yesterday. Think of that. Okay, two days on the job, so to speak, after the trade. You don't have a lot of work. They were going to go with the rookie, Darren Hall, but he kind of gets KO'd. So now you're thrown in there, and you have to sort of make it work with uh, Jordan Addison, who I think is a really good player, Mike, I, as a rookie. He was such a good route runner in college. Uh, maybe one of the best I've seen entering the NFL. And he's translated that. The other part, too, is TJ Hawkinson. Bob and I were talking about that in the second guess. Uh, he's a big, tall receiver playing tight end. That, that's what he is. He gives you that huge target downfield. And so it's quite a challenge. Now, they've been burnt a little bit in the secondary. Uh, on the defensive side, the football, but you better get a hat on a hat on Daniel Hunter, who I think is one of the most um, underrated players for what he's done in this league as a pass rusher. He didn't put up those numbers at LSU, nothing close, and yet year in, year out when he's been healthy with the Vikings, he's been a double-digit sack guy in the National Football League. Boy, how about C.J. Stroud to Tank Dell yesterday on that final drive? Tank Dell did we did, did not play when we played him, but that was an unbelievable drive. Two of the most on-time, precise passes I've seen from a quarterback. About poise, yeah. under pressure, and his accuracy skills. Almost like, man, I did this, done that before. It's all cool with me. But give me that little guy that can run like what Tank Dell can. Man, Tank Dell, he's got another gear. I'll never forget we were talking to Willie Fritz on Chule Juice. He was like, I'm sure glad I don't have to play him no more. You know, he was at Houston. Right. Man, I'm sure glad we don't have to deal with him. Man, he has been a nice target. But I, I love the coach when he says, okay, enjoy it. Today, it's meaningless. We're on to the next game. I think he's trying to build the culture there with the Texans. I applaud him for what he's been able to do. And quickly, uh, Charger, Chargers 3-4, and four, Jets 4-3. Four and three. This will be an interesting game. And I wonder what I was expecting to be. No Aaron Rodgers with the Jets at 4-3. and three. Yeah, I, I like the Jets tonight. I think they're the better coach team, and their defense is pretty damn good, Mike. They, they know great shakes on offense, but, boy, can they play defense. They get after you and good. That's coming up next, Mike, as always, my friend. Appreciate your time. Mike Dettelier oh, from the Slipper. Also, thanks to Bobby Bear as well and Charlie Long, who helped out in the booth tonight. It is the Chargers and the Jets coming up next here on WWL. And my thanks to everyone along the radio network. It'll be the Saints Hour tomorrow night. Thanks for listening to the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.